Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is May 8th, it's 2019, and we have four early games and eight games on the main slate to talk about here on the podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Bobby Fye. How are you doing, my friend? Well, uh, other than like complaining to you pre-show, because I just uh, my night that looked like it was going to be a monster night is turning into just a decent night, and uh, ready to move on to tomorrow. But uh, other than that, I'm doing good. How about you, man? What's uh, what's life been like? Uh, you know, you got you got married life and everything. What's what's new? Married life, indeed. Um, married married life with a pregnant wife. Um, love the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah man everything's good uh ready to keep rolling um you know good slate on tuesday good slate on monday you know hoping to keep it rolling here on wednesday and um ready to break down these games if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over there check them out it is fantasydraft.com sign up to the rotor grinders link so we get access to any cool promos that we run with fantasy draft you'll also get three months of rotor grinders premium for fantasy draft so if you haven't checked them out check them out Awesome, awesome um, roster construction. I love the roster construction. I say it all the time. Um, Bobby, let's jump in, man. We got four games on this early slate. We'll spend a little bit of time here. Uh, we start with Texas at Pittsburgh. Nine total, Shelby Miller, Nick Kingham. Um, Kingham's a 141 favorite. Any interest here in Miller? He's so cheap. I kind of want to be interested, but I just, no, we can't. we can't do it. Yeah, the problem is like they just don't strike out. Like Pittsburgh's not a team that strikes out very often, so it's really tough to take pitchers with low strikeout rates against them. And that's exactly what Shelby Miller has: sixteen percent K rate since the start of last season. Walks guys, struggles with command. So I'm going to pass on Miller. Uh, do you have any interest here in Nick Kingham? I think that. It's not like on a small slate, like it's not the worst idea in the world, but it's probably not something I'll end up doing anyway. It just, it crossed my mind, but I think I'll probably pass. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. And we have a little bit of options on this slate. Um, so like, I think I'm going to want to just target some bats in this game. Uh, let's start with Texas. Uh, what are you looking at here for the Texas bats? For Texas, uh, it's pretty... It's the usual guys. It's Gallo, uh, Mazzara, Chu. Those would be my favorites. I don't really have any interest in anyone else. Yeah, Estrubal Cabrera is a little interesting if you're rolling out like a, a Texas stack. I like mm-hmm. playing Cabrera over like Andrus. <laughs> I hate mm-hmm. stacking Andrus. Um, he's good for a couple hits, but you know his upside. He's so expensive too. Yeah, so I, I don't mind, you know, maybe playing a Struble. Um Odor, what a what a crappy start to the season for him. So um, I'm, I'm with you, Chu, Mazzaro, Gallo, and I think I would rather have a Struble over Andrus in my little bit of um, Texas stacks here. Uh, Pittsburgh Bats, I played them yesterday. I'm going to probably go right back to the well here. Yeah, um, no problem 
no problem with the Pittsburgh bats. Not, not like it, if it was a bigger slate or something, it would probably not be that high I'm, high for me. But I'm definitely like, it's definitely one of the better spots to attack. Obviously, we know we can attack Miller and that Texas bullpen. Um, I think that everybody's in play. Like I don't have. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, starting with the lefties like Polanco and just Josh Bell's been like crushing the ball lately. Uh, I like Brian Reynolds a lot. Those, those are the guys I guess I would start with. But obviously, Marte, um, pretty much everybody in this lineup. And then Cervelli is probably the best catcher option on the slate. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Cervelli catches um, a day That's game true. after a night game. So, um, not. We might get like a really like cheap catcher. I don't even know who their backup catcher is. is it Diaz? Um, yeah, it's Diaz. Oh, he probably he's probably actually more expensive, right? He's like, 34. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he's a little bit more. So I kind of want Moran to get the day off. Um I, I really I, I'd like to play Kang here. Um Jung Ho Kong. Um he's interesting. Bell, Polanco. Polanco was really, really cheap on FanDuel on um Tuesday. I don't know if he's still like super cheap, but he hit his first home run of the season, finally, right? Yeah, he did. About time. Took him long enough. Yeah, These two guys seriously. start cold all the time. Like we talked about on the podcast yesterday with Polanco, but yeah, what we, the other guy we you, you talked about? We always talk about starting cold. Justin Turner. Look at him tonight. He's the reason that they got me up there, but probably not quite enough. Yeah, Polanco's twenty nine hundred, like super cheap. So yeah, um, definitely going to be targeting the Pittsburgh bats. Wait, twenty nine hundred on FanDuel. Fan, yeah, 2,900 on fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Washington at Milwaukee, Jeremy Hellickson against Brandon Woodruff. Um, nine total, Woodruff a 190 favorite. Any interest in Hellickson here? Um, I think that on this tiny little slate, you can do it. Um, it's uh, It doesn't feel – I don't like this. Like, I, I just think it's a weird, like – he can get through five or six on a small slate. I'm trying to figure it out because I want to stack against one, one or two of the high end pitchers. Um, in order to do that, I need to play two pitchers on DraftKings. So I'm basically considering him for that reason, but it, it's just like, I'm obviously it's going to be the chalk stack against spot. It makes sense. It's uh I don't know, man. I'm having a hard time with it because I'm, I'm, I really like the idea of like we'll get into it in a minute, but like stacking against Ray. Um, I don't know. So I'm sorry. I'm sort of struggling with this one. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, uh, for me, the problem with like Helixson in this spot for me is like he's been using his changeup a lot to kind of generate you know soft contact and ground balls, and like this team hits changeups well, so. Oh, sure. yeah. My my biggest issue is that and and just like I I don't mind maybe taking a shot on like Jared Eikhoff or something, but I don't know if I could do it with Helixson here. Like I just don't I don't I don't know I don't I don't think he has like the upside, but he's sixty one hundred and and probably low owned. That's the thing because people are gonna stack against him. Like it's just it's weird to find guys low owned who are sixty one hundred who could, you could see getting through five or six. Like you know what I mean. Like and that might be good enough. Yeah, I get it. I just I don't. I, I usually only play like one team on these smaller slates, and 
I'm probably gonna stack the brewers. So <laughs> that's what I'm guessing everyone's gonna do. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm trying to find a uh, trying to find a, an answer to the other the other side of it. So <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I just you know, brewers, brewers in Pittsburgh and, or Philadelphia. Philadelphia is interesting. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, I like Brandon Woodruff on the other side of this game, though. Like his price is super fair. We know he's not going to pitch like deep into the games. Um, he did throw like 94 pitches against the Mets in his last start, but we know he's going to get some walks. But we know the strikeouts are there, Bobby. Like he, he struck out at least five in every start. Like against a right-handed heavy Washington team, missing a couple of their big bats. Like what's wrong with Brandon Woodruff here? Nothing. Love, uh, love, love Brandon Woodruff. Actually, he would be the guy who I'd probably be most likely to go to as my SP2 considering what I'm, what I'm trying to do mostly on this slate. But uh, Alexson was one of the weird pivots, but I think Woodruff makes a lot of sense. I like him a lot. I think he's a good pitcher in real life. Um, I don't think we really know his full on upside because he's the, the way they've used him as they've been a good team, like, and they still do is not really like, they don't really expand him fully, but, when they really needed him like in the playoffs and stuff. And they did, we saw how good he could actually be. So I actually, I actually think the, the ceiling on Woodruff is probably higher than what most people think it is really like Woodruff here. Um, he's one of the, one of my top pitchers. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like this spot a lot for him. Um, any Washington bats that you would target against him here? Um, I mean, it's a small slate, so I don't really mind any of them, but I don't really feel like I anybody stands out as being an exceptional play. Like, uh, you know, the ballpark, you could make an argument, say that for Eaton, um, any of the lefties, but I, I'm not like in love with it. Yeah. I just, you know, Eaton would be like the only guy and like, I don't ever get excited about playing Adam Eaton. I'm not going to get excited on a four game slate to play Adam Eaton. So like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, I just, uh, they need to be Dozier. Dozier is cheap. Yeah. Like I guess possibility. Like I'm just, I don't know. He's actually been hitting the ball a little bit better. I'm just thinking like, you know, it's a small slate. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to roll the dice on just about anybody on a four game slate. So, um, the Brewer side of things, you know, we kind of already talked about it. They're going to be the chalk stack on the slate. Um, I expect them to be very popular, right? Yeah, they should. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to be the most popular. They should be. Um, they're obviously in a really good spot here. Good ballpark. Be interesting to see what the lineup looks like. Like if Yasmani Grandal's in there or not. Um, they've been giving like guys like days off. Like it'd be interesting to see if like Yelich is in there. So. I like the Brewers. Obviously, I think they're, like I said, the top stack on the slate, but they're surely going to be chalk. Yeah, how high owned is Travis Shaw going to be? <laughs> He's 3,100. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I was messing around with lineups before we really started. And like, yeah. Like but he, he's he a really good play anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like he's 3,100 and he's a good play. It really depends, anyway. like, if Yelich plays, right? Because, like, Yelich is, like, 5,800. That's where you would need the money. Yeah. For sure, but like I mean, on these small slates, like it's the time to me where you you try to fade a chalk guy at that kind of price, like just because, especially like one who might get walked three times, you know. I don't know. That's just sort of what what I'm thinking, but I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, fair enough. 
Um, all right, Arizona, Tampa, seven total. Robbie Ray, Charlie Morton. Uh, Morton's a 152 favorite. We get the lowest total on the slate in this game. Any interest in Robbie Ray? No. I know that's that's uh may not be a popular take. Yeah, I, I see. I'm, I'm I'm confused on what to do with Ray. Like he struggles with righties. There's a lot of righties in this lineup, but like there's so many strikeouts in this lineup, especially if like Zanino gets the day off. Um, I don't know though. Perez got scratched late on Tuesday, so like he might be hurt. Zanino might have to catch. So there's just a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, Bobby. Like. Garcia, 27%. Zanino, 39%. Uh, Brandon Lau, 41%. Um, low, 33 Obviously, that's a really small sample. But a lot of strikeouts here um, at the bottom of this order and middle of this order. Yeah, I don't think the lineup that we see projected is what we're going to see. I would imagine you would see Choi in there, right? Like, he's isn't he a switch hitter? Um, no, he's a lefty. Oh, for he some reason, I thought, I, thought, I thought Choi switch hit. And I no. thought he would play over lo, lo, uh, low here, not low. Um, My bad. For some reason, I got that. Oh, that's weird. I have a, I literally have an S in front of his name on my screen. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it, I see the strikeout upside. I understand it's a small slate. I think Robbie Ray is going to be very popular. I much side with the Morton side of things, and I think that stacking against Ray can be worthwhile. He's – a guy who can get wild at times, and and when he gets wild outside the zone, gives up gives up bombs. Like I've obviously watched him pitch more than most guys, just because he's in the NL West. And I think this is the kind of lineup that could get to him, and I think it's worth taking a shot on in a small slate. I'm gonna side with the Tampa bats, and uh, you know, if if Ray has a big day, I might have him in a lineup or two, but I'm not gonna play a ton of lineups, but I will I will have some, and he's a uh, I'm more siding with the Tampa bats and Morton and uh, fading Ray mostly. Yeah. You know, I, I certainly see that. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Like Morton's, you know, let's switch over to Morton here. Like, you know, Arizona has been really solid this season, you know, when they get rolling, but like that, it feels like that hot streak is like over now, but Morton's, a guy that brings a lot to the table as far as strikeout upside, you know, he has the pitches to strike out both sides of the plate. You know, he uses that curveball a ton against lefties. Um, you know, Morton certainly in play. I just, you know, now, now we're talking about the highest price pitcher on the slate. Um, I think both these guys are in play. I just don't know which one I want to play yet. Yeah. I think for me it's Morton, but I get the Ray decision for sure. Uh, Morton, they're both going to be owned. Um, but yeah, that's just sort of where I'm at. I, I like the idea of at least mini stacking these rays, um, but probably like four man, at least stacking, like in, in some spots, I just think that there is blow up potential and we've seen the Arizona, Arizona's bullpen go through a lot between the Colorado series, then going straight to Tampa, uh, getting smacked around, having used godly in middle relief using Kelly, you know, you have Kelly who got called up and then beating up on like tonight a little bit, like enough to where that it just feels like it's a spot where if they got into the bullpen, they could really go off here. And this is one of those offenses that like we've seen explode before. So I just can, I want to take a shot on this on a smaller slate where I think they're going to be less on than they should be. Yeah, I get it. Um, Arizona bats, anything? Nothing really jumps out. I think that uh, on these small slates, you just sort of side with the best players that are going to be maybe not as high owned as, 
they normally would be. So it would be for me, it'd be Peralta and uh, Escobar. Other than that, I don't really have any interest in anybody. Yeah. Those are the two guys that I had written down as well. Um, you know, that's really the only two guys that I like here. Um, the Tampa side of things, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of take over here. I know you want to stack them up um, a little bit more than I do. So I'll let you talk about it. I just think we know that, that, that like Ray, it can be a little bit of a wild card. Like it's, I actually think if you play him, you could even take a bat against him. I wouldn't take two, but it's a small enough slate where you probably even could. Like he's got such huge strikeout upside versus like, but they've got like power upside against him. I, I really like uh, Zanino. Um, he always gets moved up in the order against lefties. I still think that I'll take a shot on playing uh Brandon Lau, I think he's just grown as a hitter since the most of his data has been collected. Uh, Tommy Pham, I don't mind against lefties or righties. Yandy Diaz, I like actually a lot against lefties. Daniel Robertson is going to be moved up in the order. Like he's cheap. It makes a lot of sense. Everybody in this lineup has enough power, speed, upside, I feel like, to, to be a really, really good stack on a day where I think everybody's going to be playing the pitcher against them. Fair enough. Uh, moving on to last game on this early slate, Philly at St. Louis, eight and a half total. Jared Eikhoff against Jack Flaherty. Flaherty, a 152 favorite. Um, I like Eikhoff here. Like, you know, we talk about pitchers on this slate and, you know, to try to be a little different. We know how good he is against righties. And, you know, Nola pitched well against this team on Tuesday. We, we've seen, you know, like team, like right-handed guys that are good against right-handed, you know, bats like have done well against this team this year 37 and a half percent k rate in the limited you know pitching innings that he's pitched over the last year and a half um what's your thoughts here with eikoff i think he's gonna get crushed tomorrow i just have a feeling and i actually like him in general um it's great hitting what's it's supposed to be great hitting weather it's a lineup that i think is much better than they showed tonight it's nice to see nola pitch a little bit better um I know that some guys have been struggling. I just believe in their lineup overall. They're another team that I would like to stack a little bit on this slate. Uh, I think you see it in the run total. And I, I really side more with the, the Cardinal side of things. I don't mind him for sure for tournaments, but I, I just don't think that it's it's where I'm going to end up. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I just I like the tournament appeal here, tournament upside um, mm-hmm. on a four-game slate. Uh, any interest in Flaherty? Yeah, um, I, I'm interested. It's, it's like a, it's, it's weird though. I feel like if I play Flaherty, I have to stack your side a little bit. I like Flaherty a lot as a pitcher. Uh, I, I like this Phillies offense, and I think they can go off anytime. So I, I play them a ton. That's partly what's benefited me tonight. Um, I, I'm I'm sort of stuck a little bit on this one because I, I like both sides of it. Um, I'll probably end up, you know, with Flaherty and in close to half my tournaments and then I'll probably have at least one or two Philly bats and the majority of the other ones. Yeah, I get it. Um, you know, Flaherty has pitched better uh, after starting a little shaky and, you know, we know this, you know, he, he has a ton of upside like his strikeout stuff is legit. 13.4% swinging strike rate since the start of last season, uh, contact rate under 70%. Um, that's always good to see. So, um, Philly's bats, like if we're, if we're targeting Flaherty here, even though we, we like him, it's a four game slate. Don't mind taking some bats here. I think I'm going to stick with like Harper Hoskins. Um, those would be my two favorites. And obviously they're, they're the two best hitters on this team. 
but you know we're kind of we're kind of getting that discount on Harper again. Forty five hundred. Talked about it yesterday a bunch. Yeah, Harper is a great play. I agreed with you then. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to Odubel Herrera. I'm really annoyed the fan interfered with that one ball and the <laughs> that he hit down the line uh, ended up being a ground roll double instead of what would have been a two run triple probably. Um, anyway, uh, I think Herrera is a great play again. Always under owned on any slate. Uh, just a really, really, really good hitter that doesn't get enough credit. Hasn't really had a chance to play with this lineup fully healthy with Harper here because wasn't healthy himself at the beginning of the year. So I, I really like him. He would be the guy I'd look, I'd look outside of uh, Harper, Hoskins, and Rio Muto. Those are my those are my four favorites. They were today, and they, they will be tomorrow. Yeah, Rio Muto, just back to the whole conversation about catchers. Um, Whoever is going to catch, yeah, exactly. Yep, just got to make sure, obviously, you're going to check lineups when they come out, but just make sure. They did pinch hit for him, by the way, which also really bothered me because, uh, you know, they that one at bat. They pinch it for Harper and him. Hoskins hit a home run in between them, which was nice. Um, but either one of Harper or Rio Muto getting two to three from either of them right now could have been a, a very, very massive difference potentially. So that was a, that was kind of frustrating. <laughs> It's like, why are you giving Hoskins at bats and not giving your boy Harper at bats? Like, come on now, you know, Real, help us out. Yeah, and Rio Muto. I had all three of them. So, all right. Um, you know, St. Louis side of things, struggle here, Bobby. I I know, like you said, like you have that gut feeling, like you feel like Eikhoff could struggle here. When he does struggle, it's against lefties. I I think Carpenter is a very good play here. Um. But outside of that, I just I struggle. Like Goldie and Carpenter are the two guys that I like um, on this lineup. I would love to play Colton Wong on these kind of slates. Uh, yeah, okay. Th- that crazy low ownership that you know is meaningless on these giant slates. You're getting too good of an actual hitter just because of where he hits in the order. It doesn't really belong there. You know what I mean? He's a guy who, if he was batting second, would be chalk. I, I really like playing him in this spot. He and he and Carpenter would be my, my top two plays from this side of it. I really like uh, Goldschmidt next, uh, followed by Ozuna and oh, sorry, followed by Ozuna, Ozuna and Molina. I like a lot. Um, I really like all of them, but I think that it starts with Wong and Carpenter for me. All right, uh, let's move on to the main slate. We start with my Red Sox. They're facing Baltimore. It's Chris Sale against Andrew Kashner. Uh, eight and a half total here. Chris Sale, massive favorite here. 278 favorite, Bobby. Um, it's hard to argue about playing him in cash games, right? We just we click the button, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, like at the end of the day, like it's just he's facing Baltimore. Kershaw has a tougher matchup. Like, I, I'm taking Sale as my SP1 today in cash. Um, and he's I like looking- the tournament upside. We finally saw, like, He's had 28 strikeouts over his last three starts. I'm actually trying to take a look at sales price over here. I didn't even have not taken 10 four. It's not like it's crazy high. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. It definitely makes sense on this, on this slate. I just, I didn't realize it was for some reason I thought it was a little lower, but yeah, I, I, I still think it makes sense. Yeah, when I'm curious you look to at, see like, who the umpires are and like I'm mean, even like what the K prop is. Like I'm just kind of curious where where Vegas has pegged sale pretty well so far, except for one start. So I'm just kind of curious. Um, any interest in Andrew Kashner? No. 
Yeah, had to ask. You never know. You know, you might I, like I play. Him. I play him more than anybody does too. He's actually yeah. been great for me. I get I get weird guys like him because when he's like forty five hundred and you play him, he gets like eighteen or twenty fantasy points. It's it's, it's incredible if you get your lineup right. <laughs> yes, um, I have a tough time seeing that happen today. Um, let's talk Red Sox bats. They're going to probably be pretty popular here. Um, I know Kevin Roth said that like the weather for cores is going to be pretty bad uh, the rest of the week. So we'll have to kind of see how that plays out, but it's supposed to like potentially snow. So like if that happens, obviously like we're, we're going to rule out cores, but um, I would expect the Red Sox to be one of the most popular, if not the most popular stack on the slate. I would expect that you would be correct. And it would be true again for the third or however many day in a row. Um, I think that it's a good stack and it's one that I'll definitely have a lot of exposure to, but I, I really want to try to find a way to pivot. Um, I felt like today was the better spot. Kashner's actually done a better job overall limiting damage than people think hasn't had those blow up starts. He gives up some bombs, but it's, I don't know. I, I I'm just trying to find a way to pivot off of like such massive chalk and, I think it's it's justifiable today, but I also think obviously, like just from a logical standpoint, they're they're one of the better stacks. Like, if the wind keeps blowing in and it is a little chillier than usual, Baltimore this time of year, maybe you could think about it. But I don't know. It's uh, obviously one of the best stacks, if not the best stack on the slate. Like just from a first glance perspective. Yep, I don't disagree with you. Um, I really hope Mitch Moreland bats fourth again. That would be fantastic. Like. I don't know why they moved him down to like seventh, but I like him. He wasn't fourth. that I owned either today because of the way the slate worked out, which was nice. I know. And like first basements, usually we don't have to typically worry about ownership when they're expensive because it kind of spreads out and he's pretty pricey again. So I don't really see him being that popular. Yeah. Um, is there anybody on Baltimore that you'd take here against sale? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying. I mean, it's not a tiny slate, but it's small enough. So I was like, there's just no reason. Yeah, it's only eight games, but uh, still can't do it. Can't pull the trigger, Bobby. Uh, can't do it. Minnesota at Toronto. We got Kyle Gibson against Trent Thornton. Um, nine total. Gibson, a 118 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Kyle Gibson? Uh. No. It's kind of where I'm at. Like, I was hoping he was going to be cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like, that's sort of where I'm at, too. Sorry. Yeah. I I wanted him to be like 70, like 7,000, 65. Like, he was 67 against the Yankees in his last start. Like, I think he's super usable here. Um, I just, I don't think I can pay 77 for him. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. And, his only really valuable starts to us. Dude, your boy Turner with... just hit another one. Did he? I don't know what I don't know what that does for you in the tournament. I know you. I mean, sweating. it's certainly gonna like. It's not gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, the problem is every, that all of us have Turner at the top, which is annoying. Yeah. So that's good though. Like it, it's still putting me up like, I don't know, fifteen times my buy-ins tonight, which is really nice. Um, should that hold up? And a couple, you know, some two hundred scores on. DraftKings are close to it. Um, anyway, yeah. I didn't so mean to just, interrupt you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Woo! 
that feels kind of good, but kind of a little bit bittersweet because now it is going to come down to that little fan interference play. But that's all right. I'm moving on to tomorrow. I'm also 11th in the other one. Too. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I actually, anyway. All right. Let's move on. Sorry. I lost my train of thought now. Totally, to totally fine. Me. My bad. That was fine. I just, I have Oof. my, like, I always have my phone, like, I have a little stand and it's always in front of me and, like, it popped up and I was like, oh, Bobby Sweat and Turner. So, um, I did say it on air today, too. And you've been saying it. And I said it on air today that we know he doesn't hit home runs until May. Like, it doesn't happen ever. It's like, it's like, <laughs> so like Brian, like Brian Dozier in August. Like, for some reason, he just always hits like, 10 to 20 home runs in August, even if he has like five going into August. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he, he, he's done with his testing by then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, back wow. to Kyle Gibson. Um, like, I, I think the spot is serviceable, serviceable, serviceable for Kyle Gibson. I just, I, I can't get behind the price. Like, that's my biggest issue here. Yeah, um, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Uh, because of the lack of like great options and everyone feeling a little bit overpriced to me, I think that he's playable, but I don't know how much of him I'll actually end up playing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, any interest here in Thornton? No. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at too. Um I just I respect this Minnesota team, especially when they're on the road. Like they didn't hit Sanchez as much as I thought they were going to today. And like he ran really pure with Babbitt today, but like I, I just I respect this Minnesota team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Thornton, even though like he's shown really good promise and his ex fip is, you know, super fair. A lot of um hard contact, you know, and, and a team with this much power, like, you know, when you look at the lineup they have what seven guys with isos over 200 against right-handed pitching since the start of last season like it's higher than most teams in baseball yeah totally with you. um hey minnesota stack like uh, they're super interesting here they're implied total 4.6 like one of the better ones on the slate if cores gets rained out like or snowed out however we want to approach cores but um i like minnesota here i, I stacked them on tuesday and I, I think i can go back to the well here yeah, I totally – I think they're fine. I think Thornton is still better than actually people – most people think, but I think the bullpen's terrible, and I don't think he's, like, a great – I don't think he's meant to be a star. I think he's really good, like, meant to be long reliever kind of a guy. But, uh, yeah, I like Minnesota um, probably more I, – I get the full stack. I think I would go for it. I, I'm curious to see what the ownership will be because if it gets to be too chalky, I, I don't know that I'm going to be as interested, but I definitely – think like that would be you know again at first glance a top three stack for me yeah and like they were super loaned on tuesday and i know it was a bigger slate and this is only eight games and it could be seven depending on cores but i still think boston's going to gain her a ton of ownership and like there's a couple other spots like you know the houston astros have the highest implied total on this slate so we'll get there in a minute um any interest in the toronto bats here against gibson uh, I think that Vlad is play like I just think you can play him every day um, until like he shows what he actually is, uh, which is a superstar. It's just it's, you know, guys, it happens for everybody. You know, just going through the beginning beginning of it. But I think Vlad is the guy who I would have as the top play. Uh, Grichik, that's probably it for me. Yeah, you kind of like you, you almost want them to like give him, Vlad a day off and like let him reset a little bit, but. 
Um, he's super cheap. Like his price has come down a ton. The other guy that I like here, Bobby, is oh, Tell. Rowdy. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm seeing a trend with him, and it's all small sample, so obviously it could absolutely mean nothing. But the dude just mashes sinkers, and we know that's what Gibson throws. Um, I think it's still way too early to tell. He doesn't have enough at bats or anything, but it's a trend that we're noticing. He's just mashing them, so I like tells. Yeah, I'm with you. I always like trends. Trends are fun. Yeah. Angels and Tigers, eight and a half total. Tyler Skaggs against Matt Boyd. Um, Skaggs is a 114 favorite. Vegas has this game way wrong. They have this game so wrong, Bobby. It, it's just like this this line bothers me. It really does. And it shouldn't bother me because I don't care. Um, any interest here in Skaggs? No. No interest in Skaggs? Um, no. <laughs> see okay so like why is skaggs favored in this game it, it, it's it's irritating me like i don't have a lot of interest in tyler skaggs here either i don't understand why the angels totals as high as it is i don't get like, it like matt boyd is good sense to me. yeah it matt doesn't make boyd sense is to good. Me. but it didn't make sense to me tonight with toronto's total and and in my best lineup the one that's third right now in the big one is because I played Barrios, um, I would probably lean more towards playing Matt Boyd tomorrow than Skaggs personally. Yeah, I like Boyd a lot. Like, I don't know how long I've been saying this, but I feel like it's a broken record. And if you listen to the podcast every day, you probably heard me talk about this a million times. But the Angels stink against left-handed pitching. Like, the only guy that's good against left-handed pitching in this lineup is Mike Trout. Albert Pujols back in the day, yeah, sure. He, he hit everything. He's just – he's not Albert Pujols of back in the day. Like, you know, we got to be realistic. Like, Felix Hernandez is not Felix Hernandez of back in the day. Like, Clayton Kershaw is not Clayton Kershaw of five years ago. Like, you know, things happen. But I like Matt Boyd a lot. I, I love what I'm seeing from him this season. I know we don't want to look at, like, just – the start of the season stats, but like 15% swinging strike rate is top five in baseball right now. Matt boy has been a good pitcher for a long time. He's figuring it out. I really, really like him. Um, guys like him, Smith guys who I really liked coming into the year. And I didn't realize Smith would be quite what he has been so far, but Boyd is a guy who I, I'm very high on. So I, I'm going to, I don't, you know, the matchup is tough and everything like for strikeouts, but I, I think it's actually, I, I'm, I still like him a lot. Yeah. He's going to be a guy that I use quite a bit on the slate, you know, especially like, I really like the fact that, that um, Vegas is telling us that we shouldn't play him because that makes it even better for me. Yeah, totally with you. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up playing Barrios quite a bit too. So. Right there with you, buddy. Um, any Angels bats like Trout, obviously, right? Like he's the he's the guy you play. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it's it's Trout. What's Cozart's price? Is it crazy again today? Um, I can see. look. I got. I played him in look. cash too. Like Sorry, I got stuck on tonight's games for a second. Um, yeah, yeah I played him twenty five hundred again. Like. Yeah, I think I don't mind like, playing Boyd and him. That. Yeah, yeah, I totally. Um, that's the he's the other guy. I don't really think I'm gonna have a huge amount of interest in the rest of it. 
it's kind of where I'm at. Um, Trout, Cozart. I'm good with that. I'm glad you mentioned Cozart because, like you, like I said, I, I ended up playing him in cash. We talked about him on um, the Grinders live show today. Yeah. When that lineup came out. We also talked about Mac Williamson. I hope you, everybody listens because that was... By the way, Cozart on like all the winning lineups at the moment for the most part, most of them. Um, FYI, even though you only have five fantasy points, just to show you what those savings can do for you. Yep. Um, Detroit back against Skaggs. Anything standing out to you here? So I like Detroit a lot during the day. Historically, they've just, the numbers have been massive. I mean, going back like 10 years, <laughs> like I'm going way, way into stuff. It's not going to be as warm. It's not the right perfect spot. I think Skaggs is good. I don't think he's as good as everybody else does. I could see him having a good game here, but I definitely want to play some Castellanos. I don't mind Cabrera, actually. I want to play Ronnie Rodriguez. Um, those are my three favorites. Those are the guys I'm leaning towards the most, but I definitely don't mind like mini stacking this game and even throwing a guy like Jordy Mercer in for like nothing. Also another cheap guy who's going to be batting higher in the order. Always hits lefties pretty well. Um, that's sort of where I'm looking again. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bigger slate. It's not huge, but like, it's not a massive slate and I'm looking for ways to get, Oh, this is not the day game. I'm sorry. I thought this game for some reason started earlier. Um, I still have I still have some interest, especially in Rodriguez um, and Castellanos, but I probably will X out Cabrera. I feel like he needs like a little boost for his power. Like he just can't quite hit home runs. He slows the ball hard, slows the ball well. But I want him to be playing like when it's warm out and, and the ball can carry an extra ten feet. Um, no, I get yeah. it. Like the thing about like Cabrera right now is like he has hits in six straight games, and three of the last four games have been multi-hit games for him. So. If you want to play Miggy, like it pains me to even say this, but like he's an interesting cash game play. He's 3,600. If he's going to get you like 10 points, like give me 10 points at 3,600. And if my pitchers do what they're supposed to do in cash games, like I'm not chasing that like massive upside in, in cash like I am in tournaments. Like Miggy, mm -hmm. I would never play Miggy in tournaments on this slate, but he's he's, he's slightly interesting in cash for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense to what, what you said. Um, I do like guys like Rodriguez though in, in tournaments. Uh, he's a better hitter than people give him. I just like his upside. I like these sort of wild card guys that'll go out there and then also they'll like run randomly and I don't know. I like Jordy Mercer against lefties too. So I just think there's like a few spots to take shots at it. You know, really really cheap guys in this lineup. And I agree with your Miggy idea for cash. It makes some sense. Miami at Chicago, no total in this one. Jose Arena against Kyle Hendricks. Um, we'll have to see what Ross says, but like we're supposed to have a, a pretty windy day in in Wrigley. Um, it's projected between like fifteen and eighteen everywhere I looked. I always look up Wrigley weather before we get started, but like I'm seeing like three different directions on three different websites. So, hey Roth, um, I'll let you do your job. Um, I am not a weather person. You're the best. So. Um, a lot of this game for me relies on the wind because 15 mile an hour blowing out is way different than 15 mile an hour blowing in. Either way, I don't think I have interest in Jose Arena. Mm, probably not. Like if it's blowing straight, in, <laughs> you could maybe think about it, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, Bobby, I think I'll play Kyle Hendrick as my SP2 in cash. Don't think I'll have exposure to him too much in tournaments, if any. Um, facing Miami, wind potentially blowing in. Just go out and, you know, I, I like the fact that, like, 
he's such an efficient like efficient pitcher. He's like an excellent SB two against the Marlins. Yeah, this feels like a guy though that should be that like. I first of all, I think there is sneaky K upside with him, which we always see in the most random spots, and we never know really where it's coming from. And what's really weird is like this is like a spot where if the wind really is blowing and you see like a six and a half total or six total or something weird, you know, maybe they're projected at 2.8 or something weird like that happens. I think you can jump on Hendricks. Like, I mean, the, the, I, this is a complete, I, I don't like saying this, but like there's, there's complete game possibility if that's the, the case, depending on the win, obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I just like this spot. He's an efficient pitcher and, Miami is an inefficient offense that I, if the wind, I mean, without any power upside, like, I just don't know how it would take so much like bad Babbitt to really hurt him. And I think there's enough upside for him to make sense, even in tournaments. So I like him. I like him in either format. I'm seeing a line. It's minus two thirty. It doesn't have a total yet, but he's a minus two thirty favorite. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes perfectly good sense. Um, any Miami bats? I don't have anything either. I just <laughs> if the wind turns and starts blowing out, then I'll have a different conversation with you. But like, unless that happens, there's no way. Yeah, and I, I think everybody understands that. Like, we we kind I kind of said like if it's 15 mile an hour out, you know, we change the whole approach to this game. Um, Chicago bats against Arena, even with the wind blowing in, they're they're slightly interesting, right? No. <laughs> not not with the wind blowing in for me <laughs> to be honest with you um, um i really just i guess you could play rizzo um it's it's just not for me if the wind i, I just avoid these situations like the plague to be honest with you oh like, wow if the wind is blowing in they're the easiest fate i just slate. i just never touch it like i I wrote in while you were on the show. I think there was a game last year where they scored 15 runs and it was one of these games, but I think there was, I think there was one extra base hit. And it was a double and they had like 16 singles and like seven walks or something. Like I don't want any part of this. Like I play tournaments. I don't want any part of this game. Baez is 54. Rizzo's 53. Brian is 52 and Contreras is 49. Like that makes it a lot easier to fade them. <laughs> yeah, you can play Baez though all the time as a one-off. Like he sure, might steal sure. five bases even if he gets on base one time somehow. Like he just—he's just like a fantasy machine. Uh, that guy. I will say Chris Bryant has warmed up. He is, you know, another guy that like uh, he had like one home run um, leading up into the last ten games and has five home runs over the last ten games. So um, he better weather everybody though like chris bryan is not very good at baseball like that's the reality he's a decent hitter but he's not what everybody thought he was he has i'm just telling you right now like he's he's not a top 25 hitter in baseball i think he's above average Uh, oh yeah i think i I would agree with you on like maybe not being top 25 like i'd have to like realistically like sit down and like make a list but he would probably be if he's on that list it would be really on the very back end Every day I can come up with nine third basemen I would pick over him in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, we do it every day. How many third basemen are there? That's what I do on fantasy draft. All I do is play all of my third basemen, and it works out great whenever I do it. I, I, I just I need to remember. All right. Uh, Kansas City at Houston. Um, Jorge Lopez against Brad Peacock, nine and a half total. Peacock, a massive favorite here, 250. I already said it. Houston has the highest implied run total on the slate. Any interest in Lopez? 
No, although I don't think he's as bad as everybody else does. Yeah, I don't think he's like necessarily bad. I, I just the swinging strike rate and the strikeout rate and the walk rate all concerning when you're looking at playing him in fantasy. Um, he does generate some ground balls with the sinker curveball combo, but not enough for me to warrant um, taking a shot on him here. I I played him in his last start. Didn't he pitch against Detroit or something in his last start? I, I'm pretty sure I played him. So, and he put up like 15. It was very serviceable. I just I don't see him putting up 15 against Houston here. Yeah, I think you're probably right on with that call. Um. I have not played Brad Peacock one time this season. Do you have any interest in him here? Um, I actually really like Brad Peacock in real life as a real pitcher, but no, I'm not. I'm not super interested here. Uh, I'm getting some calls right now. People must be sweating me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm. I think I. I think I have like. Oh, sorry. I think I have mild interest in him because I do think that there's some K upside for him versus this lineup, but I also feel like this lineup is dangerous. And one of the best decisions I made tonight was mostly getting, you know, rid of McHugh and in, in general. And, um, but I do think that Peacock has some upside. So I, I think he's interesting. He's on my list, but I don't know where he's going to end up. I just don't think he's like a priority play. Yeah. You know what saved my night playing Zach Cozart and upgrading, um, <laughs> McHugh to Caleb Smith and cash. Like, yeah that's nice. that saved my night um yeah i couldn't figure out why everyone was and that was one of my biggest mistakes was even playing any of them was like everybody and i'm looking at the umpires and i'm like oh my god this is a nightmare umpire data does matter to me i'm sorry i, I it's not the end all be all but like on days like today when you have two guys who are decidedly way worse and two guys who are decidedly better now it didn't work out for miller in that case but like i, I don't know i just i feel like on days like that i just i definitely let it be the tiebreaker and in these decisions, especially when ownership is so high on these guys. Yeah. Um, Noah Syndergaard did not take advantage of Bill Miller behind the plate today um, whatsoever. Heating up um, in San Diego. I guess. Um, Kansas City Bats, Bobby. Um, what are we looking at here as far as the Kansas City Bats go? Uh, nothing for me. It's, it's, it's like Merrifield anytime you want or Mondesi, but like there's, I don't, I can't really find rhyme or reason to why or when they do what they do. <laughs> and they're just great. They're like, it's like Javier Baez. Like they have two of them. So they're kind of a fun little tournament thing. If you can, you know, throw in a guy like O'Hearn with them for cheap, but like doesn't really stand out as being like a great spot to do that tomorrow. Like, I don't like it. I, I actually think I, I would, I don't think I'm going to play that much Peacock because of his price, but I do, I do think he'll, he'll have a good game here. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind O'Hearn. Uh, another guy that's kind of slow, slow start, but has looked better at the plate just in general. Like the eye mm -hmm. test has looked better for him. Um, and do you know who's always up? under underdone is Hunter Dozier. Nobody projects him ever to do anything. And this guy, literally, if he just makes contact, he's a monster of a human being. Like he, he's, he, he, he looks like you, Stevie. He's, you go out there and he, the guy makes contact, he's gonna hit a home run. Um, He's another guy who just, as a weird wild card play, I just always like to just sort of run into one, and no one ever plays him. He's never has any projections, and he just has he just hits bombs. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing: I'd rather play O'Hearn over Joey Votto. Ooh, <sighs> Houston bats here. Obviously, they have a massive total. Um, they're going to be popular, right? Like they they should be popular. I guess it really it really obviously this whole slate depends on course. Yeah, yeah, totally with you. 
Uh, what are we doing with the bats? Um, are we loading up on Houston here? Especially if there's not cores, like it's going to be chalky. Um, I'm good with it. I like him. Uh, everything works out. You know, Altuve struggled, so the price is still right. Like, like everybody, I would prioritize uh, for tournaments. Correa and Brantley get owned a little bit less than the others usually, but I like everybody one through eight basically, uh, except for Guriel. Yep. Um, no issues with any of that. And um, I really like Josh Reddick, man. He's he's just changed, completely changed his approach at the plate, and I, I like that a lot. Um, we'll break down cores just in case it's okay. Um, Derek Holland, John Gray, 10 total. Gray, a 159 favorite. I'm guessing you don't have any interest here in Derek Holland. Um, no. Yeah, a guy that has a massive um massive fly ball pitcher to righties and benefits tremendously i was just shocked by the total to be honest with you yeah i I know that this game is questionable but like this is weird why is it low it feels like it's low 39 degrees at first pitch if it plays (sighs) maybe you just exit out even if it plays like i don't know this is weird yeah it's just, yeah, I, I get it. The total seems weird. I just, I, I chalked it up as more of just like the, the weather being really, really cold. Yeah, it is cold, and I know the winds don't matter as much there. They say, but I actually disagree with that. Like, I, I've watched enough Rockies games. I, would, I know it's hot. Like, I watched it the other night. Like, there were some balls being blown in. It, in general, if they get up and they're hit well, like, but there are like long fly balls that turn into home runs that don't when the wind's blowing in. Especially when it's cold, I, 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 I'm curious where the ownership is and what the weather is on this one. But at first, like this would be the kind of time to stay away from cores for me. Do you have any interest in John Gray? Uh, yeah. If the game goes and it's good to go, I think that he's like an interesting tournament play. Um, high K upside, even against a, a lowish K team. Um. It's actually, we don't really know what they are. We don't know who they're going to even play tomorrow, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I actually like John Gray as a tournament play. Yep. I have no issues with um, rolling out John Gray in tournaments, um, especially if it's going to be really cold and the wind's blowing in, like we've said. Um, Giants bats, you know, even though we, we potentially will play Gray, like, you know, Brandon Belt still has a very fair price tag at 4400 for facing a righty in cores. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, shoot, um, I think Belt would be the the number one play for me for the San Francisco side. Um, pretty much, not like in love with anything else. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably like if if this game is good to go. Um, I'll I'll definitely play Mac Williamson again. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. We got the home run from him on on Tuesday, but like we're getting a thirty four hundred dollar outfielder in cores, and like before this guy got hurt last year, he was hitting the ball really really well. Um, so he's thirty four hundred, Bobby. It's an outfielder in cores at thirty four hundred. Like I don't care who it is at that price, I'll, I'll play him um, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't just a home run tonight either. Like he was actually he was good, man. Yeah, he looked he looked healthy again. That, that's for sure. Like. 
he he started the season in AAA. I don't know if it was just more of like they wanted to see like if last year was a joke or whatever, but the dude had a 1.215 OPS and a 378 ISO in 23 games in AAA this season. It's like he's hitting the ball and like he already showed like he's not stopping. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh, my boy Tyler Molly might come back to haunt me here, man. Might knock me out of here. Oh, 6% no. owned, but somehow a couple people have him. What's odd is one of the guys who's almost behind me who has the most minutes left has Chris Davis with a K who was scratched today in his lineup. So at least I got that going for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate seeing that kind of stuff. Like, uh, you know, it's tough. I get it. Like, I've missed way before. He was scratched way before. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I miss stuff during basketball, you know, certain times throughout the year, like when I'm doing stuff with the family. So I get mm-hmm. it. But baseball is a little bit easier. Like, you had until. 10 o'clock to catch that one. But hey, we've all been there. Let's be realistic. Um, As far as the Rockies bats go, like Arenado's story, um, those would be my two guys. I like Desmond's upside um, just because Holland is a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact with a ton of fly balls. So I don't mind Desmond, who is a massive ground ball hitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I actually think that he's he actually makes the most sense to me. He'd be my favorite play. Yeah, I mean, is he still like super cheap? Like they never price up Desmond. Yeah, board. yeah, no, he never is. 4K, like sign me up. Yeah, absolutely, in in with you. Uh, Cincinnati at Oakland, eight and a half total here. Um, let's see, Sonny Gray, Brett Anderson, Anderson a one thirty favorite. Uh, any interest here in Sonny Gray going back to Oakland? I know you like the narratives. I, I <laughs> yeah, it depends on the narratives. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like this spot actually. I kind of I kind of side more with the Oakland bats here than I do with Gray. Yeah, I just I think Sonny Gray has pitched well this season, um, and this team's very right-handed heavy. If Chris Davis is out of the lineup, I think that certainly helps him. Um, he's eighty-two hundred. Uh, it's super fair. You know, he's kind of come back to reality over the last few games. Um, I'm not ruling him out yet. I played him a lot against San Francisco, San Francisco in his last start, and he really struggled against the Giants. And like, Oakland's a much better offense than the Giants, so I'm I'm kind of on the fence with Sonny Gray. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm on the fence. Um, Brett Anderson, um, <laughs> Brett Anderson made me some money, Bobby, in, in his um, last start against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. It was it was gorgeous, my friend. Um, Fifty eight hundred, and nobody played him. And he put up almost 20 fantasy points. It was just, I, I, I'm going to take that Brett Anderson experience and run with it. I'm not going to play him here. Yeah, I'm not going to play him, but like, I'm not like especially interested in. They're so cheap, but I don't really want, I, I think people are going to be tempted to play like, don't play too many Reds. Uh, let's talk the Reds bats. There's two guys that I want to play. It's Senzel and it's Suarez. Those are the That's two it. guys. Those are my guys as well. Um, I think that if you want to take a shot with anybody else to throw into it as a mini stack, I think it's fine. Uh, unlike you, I'll, I will play Votto at these cheap prices in any matchup. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, don't let the pre pre is not the same as left versus power wise versus lefties um, as he is against righties. So I, I don't mind him, but he's like, don't let the handedness like jump out at you like it will with other guys. <laughs> I just hate playing Votto, man. Like six thirty six hundred for Votto is super cheap, and I completely understand that. But 
And like you don't even need Vado to hit a home run at that price for what it's worth. Like I just I don't play Vado. It's he so hits cheap. his home run like I know he hits his home run like that's your cash game play. Like don't play to play him over over uh Miggy. No, I'm telling you, I play O'Hearn over both of them. <laughs> not for cash. Would hey, you? listen, I am not your typical cash game play. I don't care. And just play tournaments, don't play cash. But it's so awesome. I, I cash like almost every night in cash games, and I never like I have guys that are like two percent owned all the time, and it's just like I don't care. Like I, I don't have to play the chalk and cash. I'm not that player. Does that makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So makes like sense. I had I had Mac Williamson in cash. He was like seven percent. Eddie Rosario was like eight percent in cash today. Like I don't care. I got you. Um. Cincinnati, we talked about their bats. Um, Oakland, what do we like here for Oakland against Sonny Gray? Let's play um, pretty much the normal guy. It's it's going to be three through five for me. Maybe I would throw in Piscotti. Uh, I, I like all of them. If Chris Davis is in the lineup, assuming. Um, but I, I really like Chapman. I really like Olsen. Uh, that's sort of where I'm looking for the most part. Not really like probably going to fully stack it, but I like all of those guys, maybe play two of them, uh, one or two of them on most lineups. Yeah. And like, you want the guys that can get the ball up in the air. Um, Mm -hmm. Chapman Davis Olsen, the three guys you mentioned all have the fly ball rates over 40%. Like Sonny Gray is a ground ball guy. And you know, that's why like he's a little interesting to me in Oakland, but (laughs) what is that? I don't know. Oh, that's weird. I think that's my phone. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know what that is. It's like somebody has a personalized ring that they didn't tell me they put in there. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, what is that? Um, oh, that was really weird. <laughs> Atlanta at LA finishing off the night with your Dodgers. We got Michael fulton against Clayton Kershaw. Eight total here, Kershaw, a minus 200 favorite. Do we have any interest in Michael fulton I want to say, like, to take a tournament shot, but I, I honestly don't think I'm going to. Um, what's this price here on DK? Not cheap uh, enough. Still sweating. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. It, it, I'm much more interested with the Dodgers bats than I am in fulton Yep. Um, I should have stuck to my rule about not playing Dodger or pitchers against the Dodgers. I played Max Freed on Tuesday. That did not work. Um, and I say I played him. I played him a little bit. I played him a little bit, too. And I'm a uh, Dodger fan. Yeah, it just didn't work. Um, Clay- Clayton Kershaw on the other side of the game. I hate playing lefties against the Braves, Bobby. They don't typically strike out a ton, and I just hate it. But he's got he's got complete game shutout. I know. I was just about to say, like Ryu just like absolutely dominated them. He's so built to pitch against this kind of a team. Um, yeah, I, I still don't think that like I'm excited about the idea of throwing Kershaw out there. <laughs> I'm not either. Um, I'll play him a little bit just because mm-hmm. I don't want like all of my exposure to go to sale at the top. Um, so I'll play some Kershaw, but in, in, in cash games, like I really like the, the sale, um, Hendricks combo. That's probably where I'm going to end up and just, and perfectly okay with just rolling that out there. Yeah, I hear you with that. Um, 
I personally think that Kershaw is probably safer than Sale, actually. But I think that I'd still agree. Like, I, I don't really like the price for both of them, to be honest with you. But Zach Cozart, bring in, bringing our lives together. Appreciate I know, but it's back. just like I don't mind paying up for pitchers when I when I like the like. I mean, I get I get the upside for sale, and and I and I and I think Kershaw has more than probably most people realize. But like, it's not. It's gonna come differently. You know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna take some work. It's not gonna be. You know, going out there and striking out fourteen or something like that. <laughs> yep. Um, any interest in the Braves bats? I don't mind the one-offs from any of the the power guys. They're all cheap and not or cheap enough, I guess you'd say, except for Albies. Um, all one through four, I would take one-offs. Uh, even Flowers or or Swanson as a one-off. I, I you're not stacking here against Kershaw. I don't get crazy with this. Just any of these guys as one-offs. Um, if you're not playing Kershaw, I think are fine. Yeah, like that Braves lineup came out um, when we were on Grinders Live today, me and Dean, and I was like, man, Ryu is so much more interesting without some of these right-handed bats in the lineup, and obviously that worked out. I, I still didn't play him, but... Um, we get to the Dodgers bats. I like Fulte. Um, super, super fan of Fulte, but the one thing that Fulte does give up is a lot of fly balls with a lot of hard contact, and there's a lot of power in this Dodgers lineup, I, I think that we have a legit late night hammer um, on the slate with the Dodgers tonight. Totally agree. Um, I, I think a lot of it too, like because I like the power upside so much, I don't mind it. Like just taking like anywhere from like a one to a three man either, like or or even full stacking it. Any of it is fine with me, but mostly I, I just want to emphasize that I think everyone is like really really in play. Like if I had to prioritize, it would be. Uh, Turner, just like pricing included, uh, Turner, Seager, Bellinger, Muncy, Peterson, uh, Taylor. Um, I know everybody else loves Jock. I don't love that guys get pinch hit for at this kind of prices. It's annoying to me. Um, I get why they do. Like, I mean, you got two guys with 30, 30 home runs, you know, pinch hitting for each other. But it's just uh, – we'll see what the lineup looks like tomorrow anyway. I just – I really, really like – the two through five, but especially the the two through four. What I don't understand, and like you're a Dodgers fan, and like good luck trying to figure out what Dave Roberts is thinking. But like, why why are we not like playing Kiki every day over like Ver, Vertigo? Um, Verdugo letting... Verdugo is good. Yeah, I know he he's might, good, but he's, like he's probably a better real life hitter than Peterson, and he will be a, a better whoa, real life. Major. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. He's going to be a better real life major leaguer because he's not going to be a guy who has to platoon ever. Hey, all right, back up off my boy. You might you be gotta, a Dodgers I, I'm fan. I'm a Peterson. I love Peterson. I'm the one who stuck by him when everyone gave up because they they thought the home run derby ruined him when he was a rookie, and I stuck by him. But there are there is a great player on this team. There is a future top player of all time potential, like literally like a top one of the guys who could be one of the great players ever. And then there's, you know, guys like Jock and a lot of really good players. Bellinger, man. Like if he just keeps hitting like he's this, legitimate. Yeah. Like it's, insane. he's the one. All right. Um, that was fun. Let's break. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> let you go finish sweating out. Um, the rest of these innings here, uh, to throw a little good mojo to your way. Mike fires has a perfect game going, you know, you're not supposed to talk about perfect games, but I did talk about, about fires a lot today. 
Um, all right, Bobby. Under 8K to get six strikeouts. Tough today. Uh, on the main slate, we're not using the early slate. Um, who's your guy under 8 to get six strikeouts? Sorry, I just got to pull it back up again because I took a quick look. So, will you say your guy, and I'll, I'll do mine in just one second because I'm just trying to call up the screen again. I'm going to take Kyle Gibson. Oh, okay. I like that. All right. There's nobody else. There's no, oh, my <laughs> God. I just clicked on the early thing. What happened to my, my lineups page? There it is. Um, I'm going to go with – oh, it just doesn't have the pricing. That's why I got confused. There really isn't anybody else, is there? Um... <laughs> That's why I was really happy when you said you can go first. Uh, is there anybody else? <laughs> I really can't even think of – We can make uh, a – Argument for playing Kyle Gibson though, like this range stinks. How much is? What's? I mean, I like there's there's not even like anybody. Oh, I guess the Sunny Grander. No, he's not, is he? No, he's eighty-two. If you want Sunny Gray, I'll let you have him. Can I have? Can I have Brad Peacock? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I was trying to negotiate my way there for him or Hendricks. Uh, I guess I'll take Sonny Gray then. There's nobody. There's nobody. What's Fulton Avich? Uh, Fulton's 9K, man. Like, Oh, my goodness. All right, no Bobby, way. over 8K to score under 15 fantasy points. Who do you got? Over, over 8K to score 15. Wait, uh, sorry. Say that one more time. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? Oh, my bust is going to be. Uh, I'm gonna say. I guess I will say Thornton, even though I don't think he's Thornton, that bad. Thornton is seventy three hundred. He's not over eight uh, k. Why didn't I take him from under? I mean, literally, there was nobody under eight k. I don't have my my right screen pulled up. I'm sorry. I had I did have a real sweat going there for a second, so I was distracted. Um, John Gray. Even after I talked him up. All right. Is he over AK? Yeah, he is. Um, I'm going to take Fulty. That's right. I forgot I he was so. 9K. Now I've got my red screen pulled up. <laughs> um, Over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive guy to go yard today? Uh, I'm going to say Bellinger. All right. Um... I'm going to go with my boy, Nick Senzel. I like it. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap guy today? Seager is cheap enough, right? Yep, 30. Yeah, yeah Seager's my guy. All right. I'm going to say, not only does this guy get two hits today, gets his first Major League home run, give me Vlad Guerrero Jr. Let's go. I love it. Let's go. Um, give me a stack to score over six runs. Can't be in course. Uh, not going to take Houston either. I'll take the Dodgers. All right. Um, I'm not going to take Houston, and I'm not going to take Boston. Those are the, the two top teams. You took the Dodgers. Uh, give me Minnesota. All right. Um, all right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, um, just really, it, I'm really happy to have a good night, but it's, I'm really frustrated that it, uh, hopefully it stays like this, but I also, at the same time, it's frustrating when it all comes down to a, a nonsensical thing that happens, but at the same time, this is what we do, and it's great to, to have these shots, happy to be doing the show with you, and excited for tomorrow, good luck, everybody.
All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday's Morning Grind. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.